Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we are resuming the book of Jeremiah by reading chapters 41 through 45. In the mid-autumn of that year, Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, the grandson of Eliashema, who was a member of the royal family and had been one of the king's high officials, went to Mitzpah with ten men to meet Gedaliah. While they were eating together, Ishmael and his ten men suddenly jumped up, drew their swords, and killed Gedaliah, whom the king of Babylon had appointed governor. Ishmael also killed all the Judeans and the Babylonian soldiers who were with Gedaliah at Mitzpah. The next day, before anyone had heard about Gedaliah's murder, 80 men arrived from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria to worship at the temple of the Lord. They had shaved off their beards, torn their clothes, and cut themselves, and had brought along grain offerings and frankincense. Ishmael left Mitzpah to meet them, weeping as he went. When he reached them, he said, Oh, come and see what has happened to Gedaliah. But as soon as they were all inside the town, Ishmael and his men killed all but ten of them and threw their bodies into a cistern. The other ten had talked Ishmael into letting them go by promising to bring him their stores of wheat, barley, olive oil, and honey that they had hidden away. The cistern where Ishmael dumped the bodies of the men he murdered was a large one dug by King Asa when he fortified Mitzpah to protect himself from against King Basha of Israel. Ishmael, son of Nephaniah, filled it with corpses. Then Ishmael made captives of the king's daughters and the other people who had been left under Gedaliah's care in Mitzpah by Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard. Taking them with him, he started back toward the land of Ammon. But when Johanan, son of Kerah, and the other military leaders heard about Ishmael's crimes. They took all their men and set out to stop them. They caught up with them at the large pool near Gibeon. The people Ishmael had captured shouted for joy when they saw Johanan and the other military leaders. And all the captives from Mitzpah escaped and began to help Johanan. Meanwhile, Ishmael and eight of his men escaped from Jehoahan into the land of Amnon. Then Jehoahan, son of Kerah, and the other military leaders took all the people that they had rescued in Gibeon, the soldiers, women, children, the court officials whom Ishmael had captured after he had killed Gedaliah. They took them all to the village of Kerath-Gerim, near Bethlehem, where they prepared to leave for Egypt. They were afraid of what the Babylonians would do when they heard that Ishmael had killed Gedaliah, the governor appointed by the Babylonian king. 
Then all the military leaders, including Jehoahan, son of Kerai, and Jezariah, son of Hoshahiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest, approached Jeremiah the prophet. They said, Please pray to the Lord your God for us. As you can see, we are only a tiny remnant compared to what we were before. Pray that the Lord your God will show us what to do and where to go. All right, Jeremiah replied, I will pray to the Lord your God as you have asked. And I will tell you everything he says. I will hide nothing from you. Then they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord your God be a faithful witness against us if we refuse to obey whatever he tells us to do. Whether we like it or not, we will obey the Lord our God to whom we were sending you with our plea. For if we obey him, everything will turn out well for us. Ten days later, the Lord gave his reply to Jeremiah, and so he called for Jehoahan, son of Kerah, and the other military leaders, and for all the people, from the least to the greatest, he said to them, You sent me to the Lord, the God of Israel, with your request, and this is his reply. Stay here in this land, and if you do, I will build you up and not tear you down. I will plant you and not uproot you. For I am sorry about all the punishment I have had to bring upon you. Do not fear the king of Babylon any more, says the Lord, for I am with you and will save you and rescue you from his power. I will be merciful to you by making him kind so that he will let you stay here in your land. But if you refuse to obey the Lord your God, and if you say, We will not stay here, instead we will go to Egypt, where we will be free from war, the call of arms and hunger, then hear the Lord's message to the remnant of Judah. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. If you are determined to go to Egypt and live there, the very war and famine you fear will catch up with you, and you will die there. That is the fate awaiting every one of you who insists on going to live in Egypt. Yes, you will die from war, famine, and disease. None of you will escape the disaster I will bring upon you there. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Just as my anger and fury have been poured out on the people of Jerusalem, so they will be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. You will be the object of damnation, horror, cursing, and mockery. And you will never see your homeland again. Listen, you remnant of Judah, the Lord has told you, do not go to Egypt. Don't forget this warning I have given given you today. For you are not being honest when you sent me to pray to the Lord your God for you. You said, just tell us what the Lord our God says and we will do it. And today I have told you exactly what he said, but you will not obey the Lord your God any better now than you have in the past. So you can be sure that you will die from war, famine, and disease in Egypt where you insist on going. 
when Jeremiah had finished giving this message from the Lord their God to all the people, Azariah, son of Hoshiah, and Jehahan, son of Kerai, and all the other proud men said to Jeremiah, You lie! The Lord our God hasn't forbidden us to go to Egypt. Barak, son of Nerai, has convinced you to say this because he wants us to stay here and be killed by the Babylonians or be carried off into exile. So Jehoahan and the other military leaders and all the people refused to obey the Lord's command to stay in Judah. Jehoahan and all the other leaders took with them all the people who had returned from nearby countries to which they had fled. In the crowd were men, women, and children, the king's daughters, and all those whom Mezabaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Gedaliah. The prophet Jeremiah and Barak were also included. The people refused to obey the voice of the Lord and went to Egypt, going as far as the city of Taftalis. Then at Taftalis, the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, While the people of Judah are watching, take some large rocks and bury them under the pavement stones at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace here in Taftalis. Then say to the people of Judah, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I will certainly bring my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, here to Egypt. I will set his throne over these stones that I have hidden. He will spread his royal canopy over them. And when he comes, he will destroy the land of Egypt. He will bring death to those destined for death, captivity for those destined for captivity, and war for those destined for war. He will set fire to the temples of Egypt's gods. He will burn the temples and carry the idols away as plunder. He will pick clean the land of Egypt as a shepherd picks fleas from his cloak, and he himself will, be, will leave unharmed. He will break the sacred pillars standing in the temple of the sun in Egypt, and he will burn down the temples of Egypt's gods. This is the message. Jeremiah received concerning the Judeans living in the northern in northern Egypt in the cities of Migdal, Tanaphtalis, and Memphis, and in southern Egypt as well. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You saw the calamity I brought on Jerusalem and all the towns of Judah. They now lie deserted and in ruins. They provoked my anger with all their wickedness. They burned incense and worshipped other gods, gods that neither they nor you nor any of your ancestors had ever known. Again and again I sent my servants, the prophets, to plead with them. Don't do these horrible things that I hate so much. But my people would not listen or turn back from their wicked ways. They kept on burning incense to these gods. And so my fury boiled over and fell like fire on the towns of Judah and into the streets of Jerusalem, and they are still desolate, a still a desolate ruin today. And now 
the Lord God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, asks you, Why are you destroying yourselves? For not one of you will survive, not a man, woman, or child among you who have who has come here from Judah, not even the babies in your arms. Why provoke my anger by burning incense to idols you have made here in Egypt? You will only destroy yourselves and make yourselves an object of cursing and mockery for all the nations of the earth. Have you forgotten the sins of your ancestors, the sins of the kings and queens of Judah, and the sins you and your wives committed in Judah and Jerusalem? To this very hour, you have shown no remorse or reverence. No one has chosen to follow my word and the decrees I gave to you and your ancestors before you. Therefore, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. I am determined to destroy every one of you. I will take this remnant of Judah, those who were determined to come here and live in Egypt, and I will consume them. They will fall here in Egypt, killed by war and famine. All will die from the least to the greatest. They will be the object of damnation, horror, cursing, and mockery. I will punish them in Egypt just as I punished them in Jerusalem by war, famine, and disease. Of that remnant who fled to Egypt, hoping someday to return to Judah, there will be no survivors. Even though they long to return home, only a handful will do so. Then all the women present and all the men who knew that their wives had burned incense to idols, a great crowd of all the Judeans living in northern Egypt and southern Egypt answered Jeremiah, We will not listen to your messages from the Lord. We will do whatever we want. We will burn incense and pour out liquid offerings to the Queen of Heaven just as much as we like, just as we and our ancestors and our our kings and officials have always done in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For in those days we had plenty to eat, and we were well off and had no troubles. But ever since we quit burning incense to the Queen of Heaven and stopped worshiping her with liquid offerings, we have been in great trouble and have been dying from war and famine." Besides, the women added, do you suppose that when we were burning incense and pouring out liquid offerings to the Queen of Heaven and making cakes marked with her image without our husbands knowing it and helping us? Of course not. Then Jeremiah said to all of them, men and women alike, who had given him that answer, do you think the Lord did not know that you and your ancestors, your kings and officials and all the people were burning incense to idols in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. It was because the Lord could no longer bear all the disgusting things that you were doing that he made your land an object of cursing, cursing a desolate ruin without inhabitants as it is today. All these terrible things happen to you because you have burned incense to idols and sinned against the Lord. You have refused to obey Him. 
and have not followed his instructions, his decrees, and his laws. Then Jeremiah said to them all, including the women, Listen to this message from the Lord, all you citizens of Judah who live in Egypt. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You and your wives have said, We will keep our promises to burn incense and pour out liquid offerings to the Queen of heaven. And you have proved by your actions that you meant it. So go ahead and carry out your promises and vows to her. But listen, listen to this message from the Lord, all you Judeans now living in Egypt. I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name will no longer be spoken by any of the Judeans that land in the land of Egypt. None of you may invoke my name or use this oath as surely as the sovereign Lord lives, for I will watch over you to bring you disaster and not good. Everyone from Judah who is now living in Egypt will suffer war and famine until all of you are dead. Only a small number will escape death and return to Judah from Egypt. Then all those who came to Egypt will find out whose words are true, mine or theirs. And this is the proof I give you, says the Lord, that all I have threatened will happen to you and that I will punish you here. This is what the Lord says. I will turn Pharaoh Hophre, king of Egypt, over to his enemies who want to kill him, just as I turn King Zedekiah of Judah over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. The prophet Jeremiah gave a message to Baruch, son of Neriah, in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, after Barak had written down everything Jeremiah had dictated to him, he said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you, Barak. You have said, I am overwhelmed with trouble. Haven't I had enough pain already? And now the Lord has added more. I am worn out from sighing and can find no rest. Barak, this is what the Lord says. I will destroy this nation that I built. I will uproot what I planted. Are you, are you seeking great things for yourself? Don't do it. I will bring great disaster upon all these people. But I will give you your life as a reward wherever you go. I, the Lord, have spoken. After the destruction of Jerusalem and Judah, there is a remnant. And some of the remnant comes to Jeremiah and they say, what are we supposed to do? We want to have safety and protection. Their desire was to go to Egypt, but they said that they wanted Jeremiah to seek out the Lord and Jeremiah does so. The Lord's message to the people was very clear. Stay in the promised land. Do not go to Egypt. And yet the people want to do it their way. And because of them going to Egypt and disobeying the Lord once again, the Lord's promise was that they too would be destroyed. 
Isn't it just remarkable that a people who had witnessed the destruction of the holy city, seen so much death and destruction, seen so many taken away as exiles to Babylon, you would think that after seeing all of these things that the people would have finally realized that we need to listen to God and his word. We need to do it God's way. And yet the people were very stubborn. They hadn't learned yet. They kept wanting to do things their way. I pray that we can learn from this terrible terrible example. I pray that we will be able to to begin to understand that every time that we go it alone, every time that we do it our way, we are going to fail. This is the message that we have seen repeatedly as we have studied God's word. Over and over and over again, we see that when the people do it God's way, that they find blessings. And every time they do it their way, they are fine curses. May we learn the lesson, the very clear lesson. That rather than going through the motions and say, yes, absolutely, we will follow God as the people did. May our hearts truly be devoted to the Lord. May we do things His way, not going through the motions, but wholeheartedly following God. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.